This is the Tropicalis Gamers podcast, episode 21. How I found my vision. Some people grow up knowing exactly what they want to be from an early age. Some people dream of being astronauts, some people dream of being vets, some people don't have dreams at all. When I was really small, as in primary school age, I dreamed of being a vet. I was a school rabbit monitor. We had a pet rabbit as part of the school and I was really fond of him. He was called Oliver. Until one day, towards the end of primary school, he got stolen out of his hutch. The kids were gutted, but I remember the memories of taking him for walks on the field using a little harness. And we loved those days. But I wanted to be a vet because of that and my mum talked me down and said do you realise how much hard work and years of practice you've got to put in before you become a vet maybe you'd like to do something else so those of you who've listened to my previous episodes of my podcast I played violin from age four and piano from age seven I could read music by the age of three so I already had the musical background instilled into me from a very early age my parents weren't too pushy they were always encouraging, but they kind of pushed me inadvertently towards what they thought I wanted to do. So by the time I reached mid to end of secondary school, I'd gone from wanting to be a music journalist to being a secondary school music teacher. Because secondary school music teacher was the straightforward route. You do a PGC after your degree in music and voila, you're a teacher. Except it wasn't that simple, was it? So my parents had pushed me into thinking that I was only good at music and nothing else by the time I left school, ready to go to university. I obviously did music at university with an insight and aspiration to apparently be a secondary school music teacher. It was only at the point of applying for my PGC that I realised that actually, that's not what I wanted to do. My parents were disappointed and for years to come, my dad would always lecture me on how he'd wished that I'd done a PGCE and become a teacher. Eventually in time I learned to stand up to him about that. I think in the end we just called a kind of ceasefire. Let's agree to disagree and leave it at that. Nothing has been said since. But back then, when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and people putting ideas into my head, I sat on the idea of becoming a secondary school music teacher because I thought that realistically that was my only real option of getting a job that actually paid well. Because back then I knew that going freelance was always risky, being self-employed was risky, but I didn't think it was an option at all because I wasn't presented with that idea at school. You had one of those career choice questionnaire things and I'll remember doing one in year nine and it said as early as then that I would be a secondary school music teacher. However, it did tell my boyfriend at the time that he would be the local bin man. So we had a laugh about that afterwards and we still remember it to this day and chuckle about it. I did a similar questionnaire in sixth form. That's where it mentioned music journalism to me. But I remember my cousin who worked for Sky as a journalist and she had a very stressful job and I knew back then that I didn't cope that well with stress. So I sacked off that idea and settled on the idea of being a secondary school music teacher. As my anxiety developed over the years, I got more and more anxious, more afraid of judgment, more afraid of not being perfect. And that impacted on everything that I did throughout my music degree. So I actually failed performance in first year 
because of anxiety, I was shaky on the exams. And although I did viola first study and regretted it, I would have been probably the same on piano with the shakiness and inability to actually confidently play the piano out loud effectively. So looking back, it's like, why would I think that I'd be confident standing in a room full of awkward teenagers teaching them music that not all of them wanted to learn? At the time, my mum made out it was a no-brainer, but I wasn't sure. And when it came to applying after my degree, I was like, if I get a real job, I have to go into the real world. I'm not ready for that yet. What if I fail? I could do a master's degree, but then what do I do after? My mum's in one ear going, I hope you do your PGC after your master's if you're going to go that route. And of course, then there was the PGC directly after the degree, which is an option. I was persuaded to apply for the PGC, but I also applied for the master's degree. And it was the point of going for the interviews for those two respective roles that I decided that actually, who wanted me to be a teacher? I don't think it was me, because anxious me was convinced that I wouldn't last more than a day without running out crying and giving up. So I wasn't willing to put myself through that torture just to find out that I'd failed anyway. So I rejected the PGCE, even though they offered me a place, and I accepted the place on the master's degree course. At this point, my parents said I was on my own, but I'd already made plans to fund it. I had some savings from my childhood that I used, and I got a part-time job in the local Morrisons to supplement my fees, and it worked a treat. I did it over two years part-time, and focused on composition because I couldn't focus on performance and I was quite happy just trundling along doing research doing essays bit of coursework there were no exams but then there was the question of once I finish my masters what do I do and I had absolutely no idea no ambition no aspirations all the confident people were going on to be like directors of orchestras local bands students working with children becoming teachers going freelance with their own studio setups. I had none of that and I had no direction whatsoever. There was no support, nothing. I was on my own. But just before I finished my master's degree, I started being a note taker. So that's where I met Dr. G, which was handy because obviously I ended up marrying him. But note taking gave me a way of not leaving the university. A note taker is someone who works in the university and takes notes for the students who are unable to take them themselves. It was a very simple job. You got paid a little bit of money for it, but generally it was just going to lectures, take notes, hand them over. On reflection, I looked at when I was leaving sixth form and realised that maybe I wanted to deep down be a secondary school music teacher because I was afraid of leaving the school setting. So when it came to the prospect of leaving the university setting, I couldn't leave. I became a note taker and a mentor so I didn't effectively have to leave the university. I stayed as a kind of student stroke staff member for many years after that. By the time I'd finished my note taking job, I probably had about seven unofficial degrees in history, about five unofficial degrees in music again, and various other subjects including social work, theology, a bit of biology and forestry as well but yeah they weren't my degrees they were my students degrees and although I'd learnt a lot 
there's only so much the brain can hold and I did forget most of it but I did pick up a few useful things along the way. In fact I was note taking in the media department one year and they almost inspired me to want to do a PhD but I looked at, back at what you had to do and applying for funding was so far out of my comfort zone it was considered a worst nightmare. Talking to strangers was a worst nightmare. The only reason I wanted a PhD at the end of the day was to be a doctor, so it would be doctor and doctor rather than doctor and missus. But it wasn't to be, and logic brain kicked in and said, you're going to fail at this. There's no point applying, it's not worth it. So I didn't do the PhD in the end. And my note-taking journey basically ended when I became a sighted guide for a few years for my visually impaired student, who I made great friends with and was still in touch to this day. He did his undergrad, his master's degree and his PGC with my support and I'll be very proud of where we got to with that and how we grew and how we fought the system and won. But that ended my journey at the university and I finally had to leave. Now that was 2019. That was the darkest year of my life. But in the background, in 2015 at the end of the year we moved house and I got my piano from my childhood home to my current home in the beginning of 2016 and that started my journey as a private piano tutor but of course I was too anxious to promote myself as a piano tutor so I carried on being a sighted guide until 2019. It didn't end there though, I did help him part time throughout lockdown as well and he finally left the country in the end of 2022 so he'd actually seen my journey from anxious me to confident me, to finding my brand, to writing my book and it was fantastic to be able to grow together with him because obviously he's an adult now and he's independent and doing his own thing in his own country, making a success of himself and I love that but in the end it was like well what am I, who am I, what am I supposed to be doing, I didn't know, I was a mum by then, I had a toddler, I was losing my way 2019 was the darkest year of my life where I nearly lost everything and I had to sit back and evaluate what I wanted from life. I always said I'd sort my life out by 30 so at the age of 30 I did choose to become a piano teacher but I still had no aspirations, no visions, no ambitions of what I actually wanted to be. Then lockdown happened Everything got locked up. I found the light. I found self-development through Tropic. And eventually I became the Tropic Pianist Gamer. But even then I still didn't really have a vision or direction. My guest later this month is Lisa Williams, the vision board queen. She sees all about the visions. And she was one of the first people I met on my journey of self-development. I met her in the summer of 2020, um, virtually. And I also met Heather Palfreyman and then later Kat Massey, who will be integral to my journey in self-development. Now Heather and Lisa helped me get sorted with my visions. Lisa was more about the big visions, and Heather was more about the small goals that you can achieve. So there'll be more on that next month in the business organisation sense, but my journey started there in summer 2020. Officially it started in 2021 when I found my branding and my purpose because I had to do the self-development to actually find out who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be and they helped me find that. So I emerged as the Tropic Pianist Gamer. Still didn't really have a vision. 
How do you get a vision? Well, Lisa said, find your big, hairy, audacious goal. So I had to think about it. And eventually I came up with, one day I would like to own a grand piano. But I didn't make a vision board. I made an attraction box. If you want to hear more about that, I was a guest on Lisa's podcast, Vision Board Blueprints. And I talk about how I use the attraction box as an alternative way of vision boarding. In addition to that, I put smaller things like I want to own an Apple Watch Series 7, which was out that year. So I decided that I was going to get that no matter what. Um, I wanted to collect Popsy dresses. I wanted to collect Lucy Lockett loves leggings. I wanted to be a successful Tropic Pianist gamer effectively. So I had the visions, but I didn't really know how to get there. It was Heather that helped me get there. I started setting monthly goals in the form of a goals book with abstract art and that's helped me stay accountable to myself every month. And every month I tag Heather and Lisa in my Instagram stories with my goal book month entry and that's me saying hey I've done it again I'm consistent this is me being accountable for myself and to show others that you can be consistent and grow properly. So I've grown a lot in the last two or three years. But in order to do that, I had to surrender to the universe. I read a book about the law of attraction called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein in the end of 2020, and that really changed my outlook on life. That was recommended by Lisa, and that's Lisa's go-to book. But how did I work out what I wanted? I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a piano teacher and I knew that I wanted to join Tropic and I have been a gamer for as long as I live. So I am the Tropic Pianist gamer. That is literally who I am and what I do. It can't get any more simple than that. So my idea is keep it simple, but be willing to learn and grow. So every new chapter that I start on my self-development journey, I try to grow in a different direction. So a year today, I launched my podcast. This podcast started on the 10th of October 2022 for World Mental Health Day. And what a journey it's been since. Networking fast became one of my favourite things to do alongside my business because it's helped me to grow, see things from other perspectives and make connections that I never had before with people on the same wavelength and also different walks of life so we can learn to appreciate what's around us as well. Being a podcaster has taken me onto an international platform as well. So I've had international guests being interviewed and I've guested on other people's podcasts. And I love every minute of it. But that's also spread the word about my book because my book is my memoirs. It's my story of living with an anxiety disorder and how I overcame it. And I want to tell the world about it because I know that it can impact many, many more than it already has. And I'm on track for setting my vision of selling 100 copies by the end of the year. So if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, you can find it on Amazon in paperback, Kindle and audio. I narrated it myself, so if you like my voice on the podcast, the audio is probably for you. But that's a short-term vision. What is my bigger vision in the world? Well, I'm a piano teacher first and foremost, and what I'd love is to be a highly sought-after piano tutor who's fully subscribed and highly recommended locally for being that alternative, cool piano teacher who's got time for everyone. And that's how I am known 
but only to those people who know about me, of course. And I want to think about the legacy I wish to leave behind as well, for my family. I am the Tropic Pianist Gamer who overcame an anxiety disorder which spanned most of her life so far. I'm the one that dared to be different. I'm the one that is proud to be unique. And I hope to pass that message on to future generations that it is actually okay to be different. It's okay to go against the crowd. You've just got to be strong and never give up. I talk to a few young adults about what they want to be when they're older and they, they worry that they have no direction. And when I tell them that I didn't find even the slightest hint about what I wanted to do in my life until I was 30, they're very surprised. But it's often quite late in life that we discover what we're actually here to do and what, what our why is and what our purpose is. So in my mid-30s, I'm quite proud to have found that in myself and I know what my purpose and my why is. Your why is the very centre of how you operate. And my why is to be myself, to be my uniqueness, to be true to myself. But for me, that took unlearning of over 20 years of learnt behaviour to cause the anxiety. You've got to ask for help in the first place and know there's a light at the end of the tunnel once you do ask for help. If you're stuck, always reach out. Don't stay stuck forever. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Don't forget to leave me a review if you've got the time. My next podcast is guest episode with Lisa Williams, the Vision Board Queen, which is out on the 22nd of October. I want to shout her out today because her book is actually due out on the 16th of October to mark Baby Loss Awareness Week, and I'm actually attending her book launch this Sunday. So looking forward to that, and well done Lisa for publishing your book. I know that was one of your biggest visions on your vision board and you've smashed it. We were authors for the first time together in collaboration book scene in October 2021 for World Mental Health Day. So we've been on a journey together as well. We've seen each other grow and it's been amazing to watch her journey. So I'm looking forward to talking to her in a couple of weeks. But for this podcast episode, it's bye for now and see you soon.